Here's what you need to know about the people in Washington. They love war, especially when it's not their loved ones who are putting their lives on the line. And our government sends other people's children to faraway lands to die. And lots of people, by the way, get rich off of it. And no one is better off at this than the Democrats who say, oh, we love peace. Mm, we're peacemongers. But all of their actions prove otherwise. And nowhere was this more on display than the Democrat debate stage where the warmonger slammed Donald Trump's withdrawal from Syria like a bunch of rabid, bloodthirsty dogs. All right, real quick, wanna remind you to hit that subscribe button. That makes sure you get a notification every time we post a new video. So the debates last night, the only one who made any sense last night on that debate stage was the beautiful Tulsi Gabbard. You know, I don't agree with her on a lot, but that's expected in America, all right? Disagreement is healthy. What is not healthy is what most of those clown idiots were espousing. I want to quickly tell you about our sponsor today, who is Keeps, as in keep your hair. The cause of your hair loss could be a hormone called DHT. So let's talk about a possible solution to it. The possible solution to it is Keeps. So the FDA approved two hair treatment products that help control your DHT and prevent hair loss. And it's even triggered re hair regrowth in a good percentage of guys. Until now, those products were very expensive and required a doctor visit. But not anymore, because Keeps offers the generic versions of those two FDA-approved hair products. So not only are they up to 90% effective, but they're now totally affordable, and I got you half off to get you started. With Keeps, you can save your hair without even leaving your couch. You answer a few questions, you snap a few pictures of your hair, and then a licensed doctor will review your info and recommend the right hair loss treatment for you. And then it's shipped directly to your door. So if you're tired of losing your hair, I just got you a free online doctor consult, 50% off your first order. Yes, 50% off your first order. To obtain it, go to keeps.com slash today. That is keeps.com slash today. So the presidential candidates, you know, the clown car of fools that run their mouths and make it seem like they're serious people. They made it clear that they were very upset, very upset. In fact, some might say if you watch Pete Booty Judge infuriated by Donald Trump's decision to draw the U.S. troops from northern Syria. Vice President Biden, we know you would not have withdrawn troops from northern Syria in this way, but that is already in process. So would you send American troops back into northern Syria to prevent an ISIS resurgence and protect our Kurdish allies. I would not have withdrawn the troops and I would not have drawn the additional thousand troops who are in Iraq, which are in retreat now, being fired on by, a by Assad's people. And the president of the United States saying, if those, if those ISIS folks escape from the prisons they're in, they'll only go to Europe and won't affect us. It has been the most shameful thing that, I've, that any president has done in modern history. <laughs> Excuse me in terms of foreign policy. And the fact of the matter is, I've never seen a time, and I've spent thousands of hours in the Situation Room, I've spent many hours on the ground in those very places, in Syria and in Iraq, and guess what? Our commanders across the board, former and present, are ashamed of what's happening here. This guy, does he know where he is? Seriously, you have to know where, you're, where you are, Biden, if you wanna be president. No, that guy is not going to be the nominee. Mark my words, he just isn't there. He just doesn't have it. He doesn't have what it takes. So American troops are being fired upon by Syrians under Syrian President Bashar al-Assad. Really, Biden? Okay. 
And Little Booty Judge, as we mentioned, felt the same way when he went after Tulsi Gabbard, who actually is in favor of ending the endless wars. Watch. Respectfully, Congresswoman, I think that is dead wrong. The slaughter going on in Syria is not a consequence of American presence. It's a consequence of a withdrawal and a betrayal by this president of American allies and American values. Look, I didn't think we should have gone to Iraq in the first place. I think we need to get out of Afghanistan. But it's also the case that a small number of specialized special operations forces and intelligence capabilities were the only thing that stood between that part of Syria and what we're seeing now, which is the beginning of a genocide, and the resurgence of ISIS. Meanwhile, soldiers in the field are reporting that for the first time they feel ashamed, ashamed of what their country has done. We saw the spectacle, the horrifying sight of a woman with the lifeless body of her child in her arms asking what the hell happened to American leadership. And when I was deployed, I knew one of the things keeping me safe was the fact that the flag on my shoulder represented a country known to keep its word. And our allies knew it and our enemies. Thank you, Mayor. You take that away. You are taking away what makes America America. It makes our troops and the world a much more dangerous place. That is one angry man yelling at a woman like that. I mean, that man is so filled with rage. So, you know, they want to have it both ways. They want to pretend they're the party of peace. They say they want to end these endless wars. But when it comes to actually pulling out, they never actually want to do it. Oh, I agree we need to end wars, but we can't actually end them because there's this woman and her baby is dead. And of course, the baby wasn't actually dead. But anytime Democrats can use a baby or a child to get one of their political agendas through, they seize it. They're shameless when it comes to that. These people support having our men in Syria indefinitely. Just admit it. And that is endless war because they are in favor of a war that has hurt our national security. And they don't want to end the regime change all around the globe. They just say they do because it sounds good. But when it comes to actually putting the rubber to the road, they're actually not willing to take the action. And Donald Trump came to office saying no more wars and he'll get us out of the stupid ones that our leaders dragged us into years ago. And these people would rather see our men come home in coffins than come home in a dignified withdrawal. So for Pete Booty Judge to suggest that the Turks only started killing the Kurds after Donald Trump announced a withdrawal is utterly nonsense. What happens when the Turks decide they're going to invade Syria? How do you stop them? Well, you stop them by fighting them. And what is fighting a group of people? Well, that is a war. Hence, endless war. And the president promised to end those endless wars. Do you think really, do you really think that these people in five years would say, okay, well, now it's okay. Now it's a good time to abandon the Kurds. No, they literally want it to be endless. And it's easy to say, I'm going to end these wars, but it actually takes fortitude to actually do it. What's the good time to pull out? You know, I don't purport to be a foreign policy expert, but I think Kurt Schlichter at Town Hall put it well, quote, the fact that it's all so confusing is a really, really good reason for the U.S. to stay the hell out of it. And while I might not think at a wonk wonk think tank, the ones who do are the ones who are saying we need to do more of the same of what we did in Iraq and Afghanistan and Libya, which were a disaster. So do they actually know what they're talking about? Are they actually these experts? Do they really know their stuff? Or are they just playing us for fools? 
There's one guy who I think is a lot smarter than all of these think tank eggheads, and this is a guy named George Washington, all right? And George Washington warned against all of these foreign entanglements. And these people at the think tanks have the audacity to poo-poo the wisdom of our founders. Well, they don't know what they were talking about because it was such a simpler time back then. I think it wouldn't kill you to have a dose of humility and heed the warnings of the people who built this nation, all right? And Tulsi Gabbard was the only candidate on that stage who actually had the humility to say we need a complete and immediate end to this horrible notion of going into every conflict region in the Middle East with the objective of affecting regime change. And as a conservative, I oppose the executive branch's nearly unlimited power to send our men to die in faraway lands with little benefit to our nation. What can you point to as a success in the Middle East? Try nothing, all right? It's a hellhole, and staying away from it is a wise idea because the way we've been approaching it for decades has been a complete and total failure. So a youth football coach is facing a possible fine, a fine of $500 because his football team is too good. Yes, they now have a rule that says you can only beat your competitor by so much in youth football, and if it exceeds that amount, you could face a fine. What are we doing to our kids? We are turning our children into a bunch of wimps. Shouldn't we, as a nation, want to develop strong kids who are able to cope with various challenges as they grow into adults? You know, anytime I hear about kids' sports, it's because there's some outrage over adults imposing communist rules and restrictions that undermine the spirit of competition and will ultimately lead to kids who can't deal with reality. Because I got news for you, the real world has actual competition. And you actually have to know how to compete and succeed in the real world if you don't want to be a loser. NBC reporting, quote, a youth football coach facing a possible $500 fine for his team's blowout win. $500 fine because his team won. <laughs> I mean, this is asinine. This coach is a volunteer, and you're going to demand that he hand you over hundreds of dollars for an arbitrary limit that his team surpassed? It used to be that if you toast the other team, that was celebrated. We used to celebrate accomplishment. And the other team, if they lose, if they get their ass whooped too bad, that encourages them to get better so that in the future, they can actually maybe whoop someone else's ass. And that's how competition works. But no, their league says that a team cannot beat their competitor by more than 30 points. They pulled that number out of thin air. They make the winning team stop scoring in order to give the other team a chance to catch up. So this coach put in a player that doesn't usually get to play, and this five-year-old had the opportunity to score, and he took it, and he did. So what is this teaching the kids? Well, for the team who is better, it's do your best, unless it's better than someone else is best, in which case, don't work as hard. Be nice, be gentle, don't win, let them catch up. And for the losing team, it's don't worry if you're not good enough because the rules are going to be modified for you. And the rules are going to be changed to give you a chance at succeeding so that you don't actually have to have the skills or the talent or the practice to actually do it yourself. We'll impose it from top down and that's why it's communist. And of course the kids aren't to blame. The kids don't know any better. It is absolutely the adults. 
And of course, participation trophies, we've been dealing with those for years. They aren't new. We've been handing out participation trophies for 100 years. Adults have been making kids feel like little champions for just making it to the end of a season for decades. And some leagues stopped even keeping score for the younger teams. And personally, okay, it, for the sake of argument, all right, personally, I think that might make sense for pre-kindergarten teams where the kids don't really even know what they're doing or where they are. But by the time you get to elementary school, if the kids can count, you can bet that they are keeping score even if the referee is not. I remember when I played basketball, we tried keeping score. The referee literally came and ripped the notepad out of our hands because we were keeping score because he refused to. That's what makes sports interesting. That's what actually, in my opinion, makes them fun is the element of competition. The minute you remove that, not only are you taking the fun out of sports, but you are taking the lessons that sports teach kids away. And making the kids play a full game with these stupid modified rules to give a losing team an unfair advantage, what is that gonna teach them? I wanna know what these new accommodations are trying to achieve. You know, I, I suppose it's to make sports a painless experience for everyone, but that's not really the point of sports. Fun, as I said, is a byproduct of sports, but you're still supposed to be working hard. You're still supposed to be challenged physically and mentally. And sometimes it's not pretty. Sometimes it's tough. When I lost games as a kid, I cried, all right? It's not always fun, but it teaches you grit and it teaches you skills. And no, you don't always win. In fact, a lot of times you lose, but you learn teamwork and you learn perseverance, critical thinking, leadership, accountability, responsible. And none of those things are always fun in and of themselves, but they set you up to the skills you need to thrive in a world that doesn't care about making sure you feel good all the time. You know, I don't have kids, but when you see how youth sports are being stripped of everything that makes them substantive, it becomes easy to understand why four in 10 Americans embrace some form of socialism. What do you think's gonna happen when you teach them socialism from the time they're in, in kindergarten? Young people are being taught to expect that rules and structures are irrelevant. If you're too good, you won't get what you deserve, and if you're not good enough, things are gonna be made easier for you. You can't just reject socialism in politics. You have to soundly reject socialist ideology in all facets of life. Otherwise, you get all of these young people who think socialism is a fantastic idea. Socialism is not only political. And if allowed to fester, it will eventually infiltrate far beyond the voting booth and into every facet of you, of you and your kid's life, as you've been seeing, with this ridiculous participation trophy nonsense, and now this ridiculous, uh, you can't defeat the other team too badly nonsense. So yes, we need to be promoting healthy competition. If you want to keep your kids from humiliating defeats, then implement a mercy rule, but you should absolutely not be teaching them that when you hit a low enough point, actually, I don't even think there should be a damn mercy rule. Yeah, sports were just fine the way they were without the damn mercy rule. Give me a break, a mercy rule. The whole point of sports is to defeat the other team, is to crush your opponents. And when you change these rules so that things will be made easier, you are not doing your kids any favor. And it's not how you build a lasting America, it's how you create losers who can't deal with reality so they eventually grow up to be these little stupid crybabies who we're seeing marching in the streets, who we're seeing in our politics, who we're seeing in our media demand the government take care of them.
A reminder to everyone, I'd really appreciate it if you'd please rate, review, and subscribe to the White House Brief Podcast. It will make sure the truth rises above all the other stuff out there. So please rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks for listening.